everybody and firstly Merry Christmas. This is my first show since Christmas so wherever you're watching from around the world, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Here it is, episode number 70, that's seven zero of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast and my guest live from Toronto today, Shiraz Babu. I am absolutely honoured and pleased to introduce this guy to the show. We had to reschedule this a couple of times. It's a late hour of the day, and it's going to be a 14-hour day when Shiraz has got this episode rolled out. So I really appreciate your time and energy here this evening for you, this afternoon for me. Shiraz, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jake. It's great to be here. Shiraz is an award-winning author, an international speaker, and a reality-shifting specialist. He has helped thousands of people rewrite their reality, and I cannot wait to explore this intriguing subject with him, as well, of course, as his journey of success and in that, the hustle that he used to drive it. Shiraz, I know it's been a long day for you, but how has it been? It's been a really good day. So the last Monday of every month, I do a series of workshops to introduce people to what I do, but I also work to shift the reality of the people in the session. And it's just been fascinating watching those shifts, seeing people have awarenesses like, oh my God, I've been doing that my whole life and I'm going to stop doing that right now. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. Well, we were talking just off camera, you know, and the, the first question I kind of always open up with is, how did you get into the business of, of what you do you know Shiraz Shifts is, is the name of your business and, and ShirazShifts.com is where you can find out more about you but fascinating story really and it's really interesting because of course that I'm doing at the moment thinking into results created by Bob Proctor um, is in a funny sort of way how you got started so please tell us more about that. So that was one of the components to it in that I had actually it's it started way back when I was 22 years old, I got rheumatoid arthritis at that young age. And I ended up spending a lot of years just completely bedridden, my body slowly deteriorating and deforming. And after almost 20 years, I had a discussion with my dad and I said, look, we've tried a whole bunch of things to get through this arthritis. We've, I've put it in remission a few times, but it just keeps coming back. And is there anything I can do to just get rid of it? And he said, there's actually a program called Combined Therapy that's being offered over in India. And you know, I'm living in Toronto. And he said, they've had success with multiple illnesses. And I said, multiple? It's usually like there's a diabetes clinic or an arthritis clinic or a cancer clinic. He goes, no, no, multiple illnesses. And I'm like, that's really weird. He goes, so why don't you go check it out? So I did. And I worked, I went over there and I expected, because I'm in India, I'm thinking it's some sort of energy healing, Reiki, lay on hands. But this guy just sat down and talked with me for two weeks and explored my entire life, every little detail about my life. Yeah, and and I had no idea what this was about because I'm thinking, where does the healing begin? When do we get rid of the arthritis? <laughs> Why do we just keep talking about my life? And so eventually he says, okay, this is what happened. When you were a little kid, your mom got really sick and you decided you needed to take care of her. You were eight years old. And you became responsible for your mom. Now, you didn't weren't really responsible because only so much an 80-year-old kid can do. But in your mind, you're responsible for your mom. And I'm like, okay. And he said, and your mom couldn't take care of your brother and sister, so you have to become responsible for them too. And then you became responsible for your dad. And then you added your cousins. And then you added your friends. And eventually, you created this belief that you're responsible for everyone in your life. 
And I said, well, I don't think I'm responsible for everyone in my life. Because, you know, he says, no, not at a conscious level, but at a subconscious level, you believe you're responsible for everyone that comes into your life. And I said, okay, let's say that's true. What the hell does that have to do with arthritis? And he said, well, you don't want to be responsible for everyone. That's just too much work. And if you're lying in bed in pain, you have the perfect excuse to not be responsible for anyone and no one can fault you on it. It is the solution to a problem you don't even realize you have. And I was just like, oh, that's messed up. And he goes, yeah, that's what chronic illness is. Almost every case of chronic illness is a solution to a problem the person doesn't know they have. So I said, well, wait a sec. If that's true, then all I have to do is say, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone except for me. And I shouldn't have arthritis. I won't need it anymore. He goes, if you can honestly believe you're not responsible for anyone but you, then you don't need the arthritis. And I said, fine, from this day forward, not responsible for anyone but me. I woke up the next morning, no pain, no inflammation, more mobility, no arthritis in my body. And I was freaking out. <laughs> you know I mean? how, long, how long had you had the arthritis up to? The, Almost to 20 the years. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. And yeah. how long did, it, did, 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 did you spend with this gentleman that he Two made weeks. the shift? Two weeks? Two weeks. Incredible. Well, yeah. And, and now the, the damage was still there. It's just the actual disease part, the, the inflammation, pain, everything just disappeared. Mm -hmm. so, so now I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. And he taught me some meditative techniques and things like EFT, tapping, and some principles. And then I came back home. And when I came back home, someone was talking about the secret. So I said, oh, let me check that out. And I watched the movie. And so now I'm introduced to Bob Proctor, uh, John Asraf, uh, and you know everyone there, Joe Vitale. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? I've got to do some life coaching. I've got to get trained by these people. I want to take my life to the next level. And, and I, you know, I, for my whole life, like very short, shortly after I got out of college, I went straight to a six figure salary. And I remembered talking to my friends in the, in high school, where like, we're all about the six figure salary, get the six figure salary. But what I didn't realize was for me, six figures meant about a hundred thousand dollars. Now, $900,000 is still six figures, but for my brain, six figures was a hundred thousand dollars. So once I got there, I sort of hovered in that hundred thousand dollar range uh, I'd fluctuate up to 150, but never sort of get out of that. And so I said, now that I've watched The Secret, I've been listening to, I started listening to podcasts or, or recordings by Bob and Joe and everything. And I said, you know what? Why am I thinking six figure? I should go seven figure salary, right? So I got into Bob's coaching program. I also got into Joe Vitale's coaching program. And I just went whole hog because I, I did them almost at the same time and just spent a whole ton of money on these programs. Hmm. And my salary went from six figures to zero figures. And, and I was just like, what just happened? Right? <laughs> these guys are in the secret. These guys are world class. I'm doing what they told me. Why am I not getting results? Is this just all crap? What's going on? So hmm. I said, okay, wait, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take those lessons. I'm going to get a bunch of my friends and I say, I'm going to put you in a coaching program. We're going to do this for a year. And I'm going to teach you the stuff I've been doing for a year that has got no results whatsoever. So I can see what's going on. And one of the things Bob taught me was, if you uh, you don't understand a thing until you can explain it to someone else so that they understand it. So this was also that thing. Do I really understand what Bob's teaching me or am I doing it wrong? And when I teach them, they're all going to get bad results too. Every one of them got amazing results. One guy 10 times his income <laughs> in a year.
And I'm like, okay, so it's not the teachings. <laughs> the teachings are good. It's something with me. And that led me to exploring more of the energy side of things and uh, trying different modalities. And eventually I, I built up this skill where instead of getting into you into habits that are more productive and more efficient and, you know, getting up early and, and taking, taking advantage and, and setting these things up that was all in the coaching programs, I came at it from the other side. What are all the blocks? What are all the limiting beliefs? What are the underlying stories that you don't even realize are there? How can I find them? Because if you know you've got a certain block, it's, it's easier to find. But there's all those blocks you don't know that are there that are causing big problems for you. And I figured out a technique to find those blocks. And I started practicing on my friends and pulling out the blocks. And so the neat thing is when you're on a regular coaching program, they're teaching you to push through the blocks until the blocks crumble. And then you get into the new habits. But with me, it's just like, well, let's just move out the blocks and then you don't have to push through anything. Everything just changes. So that's, I started working with that and practicing it on people. And eventually one of my friends goes, you know, Shiraz, people will pay you for this. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, this is just something I'm playing with. It's a hobby. And I was like, no, people will pay for this. And so I said, okay, let me throw it out there. I'll put, I'll put a price tag on what I do for uh, an hour session and let's see if people pay. And then people paid and then more people paid. And it was just like, oh my God, this is actually a business. And that's where it started from. That's fantastic. Just a fantastic and phenomenal story. And so how long then once you'd, <clears throat> you went from six figures to zero figures, yep. did you build back up to the big numbers that you were wanting? So I'm back, up to, I'm back up to the regular six figures now, but I'm at the precipice of going way bigger, especially in 2021, because of some of the stuff that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, it was quite the journey to, to get out of that zero figure, like the debt I accumulated. <laughs> so I mean, to get through that. Anymore, so. Well, I think it, 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 it leads to, you know, what you really discovered here was the power of your mind and how you can apply that to anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. how you can, yeah, you know, one thing that Bob says, and he says it, it's a proclamation on his website. He says, "You tell me what you want, and that can be anything, and I'll show you how you can get it." And, and yeah. essentially, what he, he teaches you to do is use the powers of your mind that have always been there, and, and the difference between your conscious, your subconscious, and and how to apply the principles of what he teaches you to those things, and and how to get them. And you really have to be super careful exactly what you asked for you asked for six figures you know it could have been a hundred thousand it could have been nine hundred ninety nine thousand but the thing that i've i've learned when i've been doing this teaching is you've got to go with the exact number because that is exactly what you'll get right six figures is too vague um yeah. it could be anywhere on that scale and uh seven figures is 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 great i mean it takes you past six figures of course but again you've got to be super exact with it and then uh, I learned that repetition as well is something that's huge. You have yeah. to continually do the lessons and repeat them because there'll be certain times of the day where you'll hear it. You might do it in the morning and you'll hear something in it that, that feeds to you and dials into you and your subconscious at that time. You might do it again in the evening and something else completely different dials into you and your subconscious at the time. Much like when you listen to your, one of your favorite albums, you might have been listening to 10 four to 10 or 20 years and you and you think 
I'd never heard that lyric before. I, I just yeah. never heard it. And it's because you're at a time where your mind and your consciousness is dialing into a different thing and it needs to, it's open to hearing a different part of, of the song or all the lessons. So, yeah, really, uh, really a phenomenal story there. And I guess, I assume the arthritis never came back. So, yes, it has. That's the interesting okay. thing. But wow. what's cool is when it comes back, I know there's a belief behind it that's causing it to come back. So I, for me now, it's an early warning system. It's an indicator. Mm. And the, the latest one was just, it was so funny because I started to get it just in February of this year. It started coming back. And I'm like, what's going on? There's My life is going well. There's no stress. And what I realized was a few weeks before it started coming up, I was in the shower. And one of the things that happened when the arthritis was really bad is I would shave in the shower because the hot water loosened up my joints. And so then I'm just shaving while everything's loosening up and then I do the actual wash in the shower. And I never stopped doing that habit. And it popped into my mind, I don't need to be shaving in the shower now. I'm actually just wasting water by being in the shower and I could just shave by the sink. But I just really enjoy that feel the hot water feeling. I've gotten used to it and it's nice. But that that thought came into my mind that I'm wasting water and it caused a little bit of guilt. And so I started creating arthritis so I wouldn't feel the guilt of being in the shower. And then I realized, oh, stop that right now. You can you can afford this now. You can, you can stay in the shower as long as you want. Get rid of the damn guilt. And as soon as I said that, the arthritis just vanished again. Mm, so now so I know. Yeah, I know. Whenever something comes up, I'm going into a place of guilt or shame and using the arthritis to try to kill, cover it up. And I stop. And where does it get you, the arthritis? It's quite a debilitating problem, isn't it? Yeah, for me, and this is the wonderful thing about when I first got it, every single joint in my body. Oh, wow. Like my jaw, including my eyes. It's called iritis. So it started to affect my vision. My eyes, I didn't know. Yeah. That's crazy because, look, I've been a, well, I was a tradesman for 15 years. And, you know, as a plumber, it takes its toll on your back, your joints, your knees, your hands. And there's times where I've wondered if I've had it when they start to clamor. And usually it's just because I'm not hydrated enough. So, fortunately not but it isn't that interesting now how it's developed as this kind of early warning system to your mind and your body to know that hey something's run astray here and you need to rewind and, and look back within yourself and figure out what that what that thing is yeah. so this was about kind of the, the start of the business journey sure our shift this was about 2009 am i right there for uh well, no, the the actual business emerged. Uh, I started working with people in 2010. I was practicing through 2009, mm -hmm. and I created it as a formal business in 2014. Okay. And yeah. the name of the business is is actually called Energetic Magic. Shiraz Shifts is the name of my website, which is actually my my business card. So it's just all the links for where, where to find me on YouTube, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and the Energetic Magic website, because it's like everything is digital now and we can't hand out physical business cards. So I'm like, well, here's my digital business card. And it's easy to remember because I shift reality, sure I shifts. <laughs> so. and I think um, it's just one of the things you always remember in your brain, a nice piece of alliteration. You know, it's, it's, it stands out. So, But in those, in those kind of 10 years, it's been heading head on for 11 years now. What's some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced? And, and the reason I ask you that is because 
I know from a perspective of my own of being a business owner and entrepreneur, when you come up against challenges in that space, that's where a lot of growth is. Yeah. And one of the biggest challenges was the the debt. So I'm, I'm finally, um, so actually I got those people through the coaching program, but then I'm still not earning money. And the other thing is when you're used to making six figures, you're used to spending as though you're making six figures. And in the back of your mind, that money's going to show up. So you keep spending like that. You don't decrease your spending. So you just watch the savings disappear and the debt start to come up. And by the time I was actually spending a lot less, it was just there was so much debt. And I I felt that that point coming where it's like, okay, it's going to end up being bankruptcy. And then it's just you put all the shame on yourself about bankruptcy and there's nothing you can do about it. But at some point in there, there was just this place. I just put, you know, when you pay one credit card on another credit card to just keep it going. And yes, I that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had just made that final payment from one to another. So there's no room on, on either mm -hmm. credit card. There's no give anymore. And I said, well, that's it. I'm done. But I went to this surrendered place. And it's like, well, there's no use being upset and frightened and stressed and everything because the you basically feel like you're out of options. So why not just say, you know what, universe, whatever you got planned for me, I'm good with it because I've been trying my hardest and I'm just done now. And it wasn't like surrender and, cold, and go curl up in a ball. It was just sort of surrender to the universe. and like, look, I'm going to trust you. You're going to get me out of this. You've gotten me through my entire life. And two days later, I got a job for six figures at uh, a tech company in in, uh, in Toronto. And it's just like, it just like magically appeared. I'm like, what the hell? And that really just reinforced that let go and surrender aspect. Like it became so powerful and so true for me that I started living my life more like that. And just going into the surrender place at work and practicing the, the techniques with other people. And then that led me to get into a place where I said, okay, you know what? I want to leave work, but the business isn't making up enough money yet. And so now there's that challenge because I've gotten over the challenge of the bankruptcy. Now the money's coming in, but now it's like, how do I do the transition? There's still some debt. There's uh, how do I make enough money? And then my job fired me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, at, on the surface, like, Oh my God, you're looking for money, but now you got fired, but they didn't fire me on proper principles because in the time I'd been there, I was in charge of their online system and I doubled their income in that system. And then they fired me because the, basically they were, they, they made uh, pictures, they made photos. Right. And I was arguing all the time saying, we can't keep trying to print photos for people. We have to modify, monetize digital photos and videos. Cause that's where the, the world is going. And they're like, no, no, no. We just have to figure out ways to get people to want to print more photos. And I'm like, and they finally, we got to let you go because you're just talking crazy. That's not the way our business is going. Right. So, so they had to give me a huge payout because I hadn't done anything wrong. Right. And I used that to fund the business. Right. So mm, interesting. Isn't it? You know, they say what you resist persists. Yeah. And, and, and I wonder there if it was the fact that you, had maybe kind of um, resisted the fact that you you'd gone. Look, and I have I've been in this journey myself. I've had I've had lots of money. I've had no money. I've had okay money, and throughout that, you kind of learn to get used to living very cheaply when you need to. It's just yeah. something. But I, I dial into what you said about 
you know, if you're earning six figures, you get used to spending six figures. And it's funny because I was talking to my accountant about this just yesterday and he goes, Jake, as long as you can earn more, as long as you get the balance right of earning more than you spend, then you'll never have a problem. And I was like, yes, but that is the that is the problem in itself, isn't it? <laughs> and I, you know, when you when you go with what you resist persists, when you if you accept the fact that oh, I'm always going to have a money problem and I'm always going to spend more than I've got then it's just perpetual and it's 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 you could say it's a downward spiral it's just a spiral that just stays in the same place and your your aura doesn't change your energy doesn't change and neither does your your expenditure doesn't change and neither does your income and eventually you're going to end up in that position that you know you found yourself in there and I'll be honest I found myself in it sometimes before where you just one credit card's paying off another um and and you end up in a situation which is pretty your back's up against the wall with it so but it, yeah, and, and you shifted the energy, and you just you know surrendered to it, and then of course the universe provided as it as it often does. Yeah. And do you just go with that same rule now? Whenever you're there's a lack, yeah. you just. I'm in a very surrendered place, and you know my business is going is going well. It's growing every year, and mm. but it has its ups and downs, and mm. sometimes there's this unforeseen expenditure just come up, and the story I I'm living in now is even if something goes wrong and you just all this expenses come up it will correct itself it will balance itself out somehow and you just have to trust that and it's amazing because i'm so entrenched in that story it has to happen every single time and i've watched it happen just recently there was a whole bunch of extra expenses i had to do a thousand dollars worth of repair on my car my dog had seizures and we had to add the vet bills uh, there were some other repairs. There were some bills that came out out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh my God, there's all these thousands of dollars. And and for for that moment, it was just like, ah, but then I went, wait, wait, no, it always corrects itself. So just relax. And then I got this check from the government. I don't know what it was for. It wasn't it wasn't for like they've been doing the COVID payouts. It was something completely different. And, and I was like, okay, I'll take that. Fine, I'll take that. <laughs> and, and then one of my clients says, can we do one of your courses in December? And I said, when? She's like, December 15th. And I'm like, or 17th. I'm like, that's the week before Christmas. Everyone's busy with Christmas. No one's going to show up for that. She goes, I'm in quarantine. I'm really bored. Can uh -huh. you please do this for me? Uh -huh. So I said, okay, I will put it on. You need at least one other person to show up on that course before I put it on. It was the highest um, attendance in that course I've done all year. And just all this money from the people attending. And I'm like, well, that fixed everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. It was fast. And it was just, me, and it came from me being in a place of, because I didn't even expect to make any money on that course. I was just like letting, doing this as a favor for my client. But in that, that need to help, that need to make, make her happy, there was, there was this just sort of miracle that pops out. Right? And I was like, okay. I, I don't doubt. I get the evidence over and over again that that's how it works. And I'm, happy with the way it works yeah that's it just just be happy with it and know that that's your you know you've written your life script and now it's just playing out if you choose to rewrite it or adjust it and then of course that's up to you as well but you've always got to remain the producer the director and the lead role of that life script and and not become the stunt double um because i that's think that, that's what can happen sometimes for sure but you know talking about courses and and personal development and 
all those kind of things that's gone into the virtual world. Look, I can tell you and, and all the guys that are listening now that there would not be a Hunger for the Hustle podcast if it wasn't for COVID-19 because it wouldn't have led me to getting some coaching from Les Brown, which then ended up getting some coaching on Bob Proctor's courses. And it just gave me that time and space. I knew I wanted to do these things, but if they would have ever happened, I don't know. And and what time frame they would have happened, again, I don't know. And I think it was a great time this year to go within, to tick those things off the list that you wanted to do. And really in that quiet time, yes, it's been lonely, but you know, you a lot of people expose themselves to themselves without any outside noise and disruption. And in doing that, thought, you know what, there's some ways I can improve myself here. And to do that, I need somebody to show me the way. And I think that that will play out going into 2021. And it puts people like yourself as coaches of enabling and um, helping other people rewrite their reality in a really good, strong position. Um, Because, you know, we can't say that 2021 is going to be any easier than 2020. We hope it is. I hope it is. But um, I don't I think that's a false sense of security, believing that it's going to be. What you really should do is just know that you're going to be stronger and better equipped to deal with it. And how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to have to spend some time on yourself. And um, I think, yeah, it really puts coaches in a really good position for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's so many people that, you know, just because they're isolated now, that whether they want to do that self-reflection and say, oh, my God, I need to get a coach or whether they're forced to do that self-reflection just because they're alone with themselves. And they're like, oh, dear God, look who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what what have I become? Uh, And in that, that's fine, you know. That's fine because when life gets so noisy and the world is so busy and we're constantly abashed with these things from all different angles, you can lose yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. Guilty. I lost myself this year and I had to go through, you know. But when you get to a point where... It's just you and you're alone and you realize that um, and you hit the, you know, the rock bottom, as people say, it's mm-hmm. the only way is up and it's rebirth and it's a great place to be. And, um, you know, I think in that I'd like to say that any any going out to anyone that's watching this now or in the future that's probably going through quite a difficult time this year. You know, it's important to recognize that and, and, and deal with it within yourself and speak to people, speak to close friends and family. It's it's pulled us apart, this COVID thing, but I think in a in a funny different way it's really brought us together people who are our close friends and family because we've really realized who those people are and and how much they are there for us so it's not all bad news it's certainly not all bad news no and there's there's a lot of good things coming out of it there's a lot of shifts that are going on and what's what's interesting is that i work with people's beliefs and i believe in everyone creating their own reality right so and you can you can be in a room with 10 different people and there could be 10 different realities running there but i've been working with so many people during covid and a lot of them have been coming up well you know how is this why is this happening to me i don't want covid to show up like it's just ruining things or it's having this effect or that effect but when i start talking to them and we start digging down to those hidden beliefs every single one of them had a reason why they benefited from COVID. And I said, you know what, I bet I could just keep expanding the circle and find person after person that's like, even though it looks horrible on the surface, 
I needed COVID. And some of them are just, they're just straight out. No, COVID's actually been good for me. So they needed COVID for that reason. And so when you look at it that way, it's a global co-creation. The whole world at, at some level said, we need this right now. And so here it is. And when the world is done with it, it will just start to go away again because now we're ready for something else. Hmm. And it's Absolutely. amazing how it works. Yeah. yeah, it is amazing how it works. <clears throat> now tell me, Shiraz, I, I define the word hustle, and it, of course, plays a, a part in the, the title of this podcast, Hunger for the Hustle. I define the word hustle to mean not having the circumstances that you desire around you, so just going out and creating them for yourself. As a man who, you know, you can tell in your story there, you've certainly had a lot of hustle in your life and it's, it's really driven you in business as it has to as an entrepreneur. I'd love to know how you define the word and what's really driven your hunger for it throughout. For me, it's never become complacent. It's how can you push the envelope? What's new that you can do? Because you can build a business and that business can be running smoothly and you can be generating lots of money and everything's fine. But if that was happening for me, I'd be bored out of my mind. I need more hustle, right? So it's always about pushing the envelope, improving myself, seeing what's possible, because there's there's so much out there that you don't even realize. There's so much that doesn't get revealed until you push that envelope and get to that next level. And I'm always sitting there going, oh, what else is there? Come on, let's find out what else is there. And so, you know, there'll be occasions where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take a break for a little bit, but that never lasts long because then it's just that hunger comes back and I'm like, oh no, we got to get moving again. Let's get moving. What else are we going to create this year? Yeah, exactly right. If if something I heard from Bob that you said is if I want to be free, then I have to be me. And, and if you've got hunger for the hustle, like you said, uh, you can take a little bit of downtime. Everyone needs that. Everyone needs that reset, that relax, that recharge with the batteries. But you're always going to come back to it. You're always going to come back to what else can I do next? How can I grow my business? You know, where is my business at now? What can I do for the people that I'm helping now? And then what can I do to grow and expand the, the list of people I'm helping into the future? And, and on that note, I'd like to know, you know, some of your um, goals, dreams and aspirations for the future of your coaching business and for the, you know, I know you've written not one, not two, not uh, four books by my count. I could be wrong there. But what's okay. the... Yep. Longer okay. tiles, go for it. I have two published books. I have the two more in the works and for for next year. And but I've got about eight planned. So there's a lot of books coming along the line. And so that's that's gonna but I love writing because it's not just the like I've got my book How to Rewrite Reality, which is the the nonfiction self-help, but I've also got uh one, one book I've written, Defenders of the Scroll, which is the start of a series, and that's just fantasy. And that's I just love sci-fi, fantasy, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter kind of things. And writing that just brings me joy. And so I can just get lost in the zone of writing and just keep pumping these things out, and it's great. For And that plays in, into the business as well, because I'm hoping they're going to sell well. <laughs> but also for my business, my my goal is, and it's it's so funny because things have shifted so quickly just recently. Because my goal was to get uh, two hundred people into my monthly magic program by the end of next year, and mm -hmm. that that's the program I used to create magic in people's lives on a monthly basis. That's where the name comes from, 
and it's growing and it's building and that's going fine. But what just happened recently was I was on a radio interview and the woman that was interviewing was very impressed and she set up a private coaching call with me. And in that private coaching call, we had some really big shifts of some old trauma that was in her life. And when she was done, she said, listen, I have a nonprofit organization and we are doing a big launch in 2021 and we are helping the survivors of sex trafficking, both male and female. And I want you to be a part of that and be on board of that. And I just said, yes, absolutely. So that's going to be a big part of what's happening for me. And that just that just materialized in the last week. Wow. So yeah, we haven't like the contracts aren't signed yet, but that's like as soon as it came up, I'm like, yes, that's that's it. <laughs> like we're do, we're absolutely doing this. And I am so looking forward to it. And it's just taking me in a whole different I never had conceived, well, wait, I'm gonna be helping people victims of sex trafficking. That I'm I was thinking I'm helping people improve their business and become happier, but that's just so much deeper, so much more fulfilling. It's gonna have such an impact. And yeah, and that's how quickly things can change. And I'm I'm all in for that next year. Yeah, I think when you've got that energy of, of wanting to help others, um, you know, at scale in, in whatever ways it comes to you, the universe will provide you with, with opportunities to do that. And of course, you know, if you're a man like yourself with that hunger for the hustle, you're going to seize them opportunities and, mm-hmm. and push through with them. So, yeah, congratulations on that. And what a fantastic project to be a part of. The latest book that you that you wrote that came out in September last year, How to Rewrite, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> How to rewrite your own reality, becoming the author of stories in your life. That's really kind of when you talk about blocks and things like that, and your method methodology of that. That that title kind of captures that up, doesn't it? And I know that you're you're big on the fact that everyone's reality is essentially the stories that they've either been taught or caught throughout their life, and that they really have. You know, it's up to them to change them and rewrite them. Yes, and. It's amazing how many stories you're running that aren't even yours, right? They're your parents' stories. They're your friends' stories. They're stories you've you've seen other people go through. And you're just sitting there thinking these are your stories. And this is the crazy thing is that some people are trying to fix themselves. And I have to change this about myself. I have to uh, get into these new habits. And some of them aren't yours. And you don't realize that when you realize, wait, that's not even mine, in an instant, you can get out of it without having to build all the habits and stuff. You just step right out of it. And I've seen people do that. One of the most profound experiences I had with one of my clients was I set up a coaching call with her and we were 45 minutes on the, um, well, I was at her place, 45 minutes coaching her. And then I didn't hear from her for three months. And I thought, oh, that must have gone really badly. She doesn't want any follow-up appointments. Then I get an email from her and she goes, I just wanted to let you know that right after we did that coaching session, I quit my job, dumped my boyfriend, got rid of my place. And now I'm working in a wellness center in Costa Rica and I've never been happier in my life. Thank you. (laughs) Holy, what the hell just happened? (laughs) That's why you didn't hear from her. (laughs) That's brilliant. What a weird. What an absolute win. It's moments, it must be moments like that when you do what you do as a coach that you just, you know, you were almost born to do it, you know, and, and everything aligns and you just think it, it must be very resounding. You know, it's a big thumbs up. Yeah. And seeing seeing the changes in the people that I work with and 
what they can pull off when they just shift to belief is is just incredible and, mm -hmm. and them learning that magic actually exists just not in the way people think it exists and they can mm -hmm. start creating more and more magic in their lives and and then watching them do it and some of them pull off stuff that i'm sitting there going i don't think i could pull that off <laughs> you guys are just <laughs> running with it so yeah. Shiraz, I think you're a, uh, a fantastic and a unique individual, and I think what you do is really helpful to the world. And, and I really think as well how you, you know, you took your own experience and story of transformation and applied the lessons you've learned, and now you can apply them at scale to help other people. I think that's fantastic. I think the world needs more people like you. Now, I know you've got an event coming up on New Year's Eve, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, as I'm sure with this beautiful audience. Okay. So the event is called Clearing the Negative Energies of 2020. And, and I've been doing a Clearing the Negative Ener Energies event for every year for the last six years. So this will be the seventh one. But I think this year in particular, people want to clear some negative energies. And, <laughs> and yeah, we've been doing it for a while. It's always been very powerful. Last year was the first year I actually got so into the zone i started to predict what was going on for this year and i'd never done that before and it was funny because mm -hmm. i said listen it's going to be a crazy year there's going to be stuff showing up that you won't believe you. there's going to be a lot of turmoil mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of work there's all the stuff that's going to happen and if you're not in flow if you're not in that space where you're going to coast through it while it's happening all around you you're going to get caught up in the whole thing and sucked mm -hmm. into the drama and and everything that's going on around the world. And the people that were at that workshop, I don't think they quite grasped it, but then when they started to see the COVID hit and everything, they're like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Right? And what was funny is one of the one of my students came up to me in in May, it was end of April, beginning of May. And she said, uh, you know, when you were talking about that, I didn't realize what was going on, but here it is. And now we're we're getting through it. And I looked at her, I said, Oh, honey, you think it's over? No, it's only May. <laughs> like <laughs> the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta live the rest of the script. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this year, it's the same thing. Like I I don't know what the the thing is because it was really just channeled in the moment. But, but there'll probably be some stuff like that again this year. But mostly, it's clearing out all that crap, all the beliefs mm -hmm. that got dumped on you during the year, all the stuff mm -hmm. that you bought from other people. We just pull it all out and there's always laughter and tears and big awarenesses and breakthroughs and people come out of this transformed so it runs 1 p.m to 4 p.m eastern for general admission and then there's a half hour break and then we go deeper with the vip section from 4 30 to 6. and people that sign up for the vip also get a half hour private session with me and the you can get there by going to my website energeticmagic.com and just looking up the new year's eve event and what i'm offering as well is if you're people that are listening to this if you write down nye like new year's eve nye 2020 magic take that put that in as a code and you will get into general admission for free and you will get a discount on vip so I want to attending this as possible, so I've made it accessible to everyone that comes in contact with me. There's the code. What, what was that code again? NYE2020 Magic. There you go. It's in the comments, guys, and so is the website. So 
I might, you might even see me there myself. I've just got to figure out the, the time zones because that sounds fantastic. Sounds like something I'd really want to be a part of. And I think um, we've all, whether we accept it or not, whether we know it or not, whether we really believe it or not, in our conscious or our subconscious, been a lot of negative energies perhaps impressed upon us or perhaps just we've been surrounded by them this year. And I think this year, you know, we've got today, tomorrow, that's it. This year's gone. You know, it's a really good time to go within to do some writing, to figure out what energies you've let go and what energies you still need to let go and what about what better event than than the one that you've just described to do that. So we're getting to the end of this podcast and I know it's been a long day for you. So um, but just before you go, I'd love for you to give three hot tips to the audience, you know, anyone that's well, I'm gonna ask in fact in the reality in, in the in the respect of you mentioned about creating your own reality and a lot of people think that that's um, a bit of a strange thing to say and how can you really create your own reality we only live in one reality and that's the one that you see with your eyes in front of you but i know that's not the truth and i, I know i certainly create my own reality but perhaps you could give three hot tips to the folks watching about creating your own reality okay oh, oh you just froze for a second i lost you okay <laughs> Number one, most of what you're experiencing is in your story. And you can just, when something comes up, you can just ask, wait, is this my story? Is this mine? And if you feel a shift, it's not yours. And you can just say, okay, what? Well, it's not mine. I'm stepping out of it. And you will actually see changes. And this is not for like specific, this is, could be for anything. If you feel a pain in your elbow, you can say, wait, instead of just saying, why is my elbow hurt? You can say, is that mine? And you might feel it shift, like it might get a little lighter and you go, oh, I picked up someone else's pain. You can actually do this. I've seen this happen. People have come into one of my work workshops with uh, a headache and then they asked, well, is that my headache? And it shifted. Then the headache just went away when they said, okay, I don't, it's not mine. I don't want to deal with it. But I've had, uh, I had a $40,000 debt that got put on to me. Got a letter from the CRA, which is like the Canadian equivalent of the IRS. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I was trying to figure out ways to get rid of it. And I went, wait a sec, is this even my debt? And I felt a shift. And I went, oh, it's not mine, get rid of it. And 10 minutes later, my accountant came up with the solution to get rid of the money. And that's how it just manifested going out. And then I met up with a friend later on, um, like the next year, and she had a $40,000 debt and she had got it at the time that mine came up. So I said, wait, I talked to you that time, didn't I? And she goes, yeah, did you mention that? She goes, no, but I was thinking about it. And I'm like, and somehow I picked it up just by you thinking about it while it's the same. So this is how powerful this stuff works. So check if you're sad, is that your sadness? If there's a financial issue, is that your financial issue? If there's a pain, is that your pain? And if it, there's a shift in it, if you feel something shift, it's not yours, step out of it. That's a big thing for a lot of people. Number two, intention. Just like you say, make sure what you ask for. But then there's also just that general intention you can put out of how you love, how you live your life. Things always get better. For me, if something goes wrong, it always corrects itself. I usually have about five or six intentions that are going to create my life. And there are the specific goals where you, you have to be precise about what you want, but there's just the general intention of, you know, everyone, I, I, I get a great understanding of everyone I'm with is one of the things that happens. And I, all, that always happens over and over because that intention is always out there. And so you don't want to make lots of intentions because it's hard for your mind to, to keep track of them. But make a few and just set that up. And they, they've always got to be positive and they've always got to be 
expansive. And the last thing is I've learned there's away from motivation and towards motivation. And most people, especially the ones that aren't succeeding, are functioning from away from motivation. So that's where I have to get out of this job. I have to make sure I never have a bad relationship again. And it's all that negative thing. Get, get away from things, avoid things, uh, never repeat things. And when you're in a way from motivation, number one, if you've learned about law of attraction, your focus is on that thing you want to get away from. So you're actually anchoring it in place. And towards motivation is going towards the thing you desire. So instead of trying to get out of the bad job, I want to get into a job I love. And that shift in attitude and energy creates different results. Two people can take the exact same action, one in a way from motivation and one in towards motivation. They will get different results. It's incredible how it works. And one thing I found, this is the, the crazy thing, is if you're, say, uh, want to create a great relationship, but you had a bad relationship, and you say, I have to make sure that never happens again. I try to get people out of that belief, and they think, well, no, if I get out of that belief, then that's going to ensure that it happens again. But if you look at it this way, suppose you uh, your, your, your unconscious mind looks for the simplest solutions and manifests those. It doesn't try to be complicated. It doesn't try to be clever or anything. It's just what's the easiest thing to do. So let's say you were in a relationship and you had your And so you're now in a way from motivation saying, I'd like to be in a relationship. But I got to make sure I never get my heart broken again. So your unconscious mind comes up with the easiest solution. Well, the easiest way not to get my heart broken is to never be in a relationship again. That guarantees it. And then you wonder why you can't find a partner. You said, no, I'm trying to find a partner. I just have to make sure I don't get my heart broken by that partner. But then the partner can't manifest because you're in that away from motivation. When you get out of it and say, okay, I'm going to stop with that resistance. Now the partner can just show up. So watch your motivation. And I think that's three. That's three. That's three magical ones. And the uh, last one uh, I particularly <coughs> could really dive into, I can tell you that. And the book recommendation, I think it's fair to say that um, you perhaps, perhaps might recommend one of your own books. I would recommend How to Rewrite Reality. <laughs> so Here you go. The link's in the comments. Great-looking book as well, if I do say Thank so. You. I like the cover. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, this book, um, I actually got a quote from uh, Jack Canfield on the front. And, and I was funny. I was, I was at Jack's house talking to him, and we did a whole interview. And after the camera got shut off, he turns to me and goes, hey, you know, you're a really good-looking guy. And I'm like, why didn't you say that on camera? I would have loved that on camera. <laughs> so I put the quote on the back of the book. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, this that, when I wrote that book, there was so much that came out of that book that I created this whole thing called the genre system, which mm -hmm. talks about – because everything's story metaphors, so now there's a story genres. And everyone exists in a certain genre from tragedy to horror to drama to action adventure to comedy up to prophecy. And you can figure out which genre you exist in. And I didn't have that concept until I actually wrote the book. And now every one of my students refers to the genre system. It's just a, a terminology people use now. And it's just like, oh, my God, that just changed everything just by writing the book. So I always recommend if you're out there been meaning to do it, write that book. It's actually not just going to be an accomplishment. It's going to change things in your life for you. So get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Get out there, get started and do it. 
Shiraz, it's been great to spend some time with you. I really appreciate it, and uh, it's been an honour to have you on the show. Shiraz Shifts is where you can find more about Shiraz if you want to connect with him, his events, and his books. And I've also dropped the link for his latest book in the comments there. Thanks for having me, Jake. It's been great, and uh, it's a great way to end the long day for myself. <laughs> so, yeah, a long day and a big year. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, folks, for listening wherever you are, whether you're watching now live or later. If you did get some value from this episode, please like it. Please share it with a friend. Hey, and if you didn't like it, then tell me why. It's the only way I can figure out how to do better. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Shiraz. Take care, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.